Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, folks. We're going to wrap this nonsense up here at the Sports Circus. And we will see you tomorrow right back here on your favorite station. So for Long Beach Lane of the Co-host, I'm your remaster, Sal. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great evening. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Nothing says love more than chocolate. So don't forget, Valentine's Day is Wednesday, February 14th. What better gift than Donna's truffles that are made individually with love and care. Valentine's Day is a special day for everyone, especially when we have a romantic partner whom we're trying to impress. Give it a little thought. When it comes to Valentine's Day candies, nothing is more impressive than an elegant box of artisan handmade truffles of Donna's truffles. These chocolate gourmet treats will melt their hearts the moment the flavor explodes explodes in their mouth as they bite into that first piece. We can mix and match all your loved one's favorite flavors to give it that personal touch. Don't forget to surprise your family members and all the friends you love as well. With Donna's Truffles, they'll all feel special that you remembered them with an elegant gift and know that they are loved by you. Ask Alexa for Donna's Truffles. Google Donna's Truffles at Donna'sTruffles.com. For more info, it's 951-682-2091. That's 951-682-2091. Now, here's a new concept, digital network advertising, where businesses display your ad inside their building. If a picture's worth a thousand words, your company is going to thrive with digital network advertising. Choose your marketing sites or jump on the DNA system and advertise with all participants. Your business ad or logo is rotated multiple times an hour inside local businesses where people will discover your company. Digital Network Advertising, DNA, a novel way to be seen and remembered. Digital Network Advertising with networks in Redlands and Yucaipa. Call in the 909 area, 222-9293 for introductory pricing. That's 909-222-9293 for Digital Network Advertising. One last time, Digital Network Advertising, 909-222-9293. Hey Ryan, do we have any beer in the fridge? Nah, I thought you got some. Oh, the game starts in five minutes. And you drank the last beer at midnight on Friday. I wish there was a place that delivered beer. Yes, I'm Captain Crafted. I'm here to bring you beer. 
That's Captain, C-R-A-F-T, apostrophe D. Why? Because there's no E, just a D, as in deliver, because Captain Crafted delivers. That's right, the Crafted Beer Store in Redlands is now open for business with great prices and deliveries of your favorite beer, wine, spirits, water, ice, and mixers. Did I mention their great prices? That's C-R-A-F-T-D-B-E-E-R store.com or Fred Crafted Beer Store on Facebook.com. Make it easy. Google Redlands Beer Delivery. Look for Crafted Beer. Crafted Beer Store in Redlands is now open for beersness. And I'm here to deliver. I'm so tired of the buffering on my smartphone. I'm so over it. Next. Right? I am so over it. Next. A radio? Next. No buffering, just your favorite local radio station? Next Radio uses the FM tuner that is already built into your phone, so you can listen to your favorite stations on the go. Because Next Radio uses the FM tuner already built into your smartphone, it saves on data and battery usage. When compared to streaming audio, Next Radio uses less than a tenth of your data, and your battery will last three times longer. Next Radio, it's FM radio on your smartphone. Introducing a radio inside your cell phone. Listen to all kinds of local radio stations, including KCAA 106.5 Ukaipa and 1023 Riverside on Next Radio. Download the free Next Radio app today. 100% free, 100% fun, 0% buffering. Stop the buffer and listen to KCAA. If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must-buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, call 909-885-8502 or email CEO at kcaaradio.com. You've tuned in to KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Welcome to the Water Zone, being broadcast on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. We're very glad that you can join us this uh, late afternoon, early evening. We have some very informed and engaging guests. And tonight uh, on the Water Zone, we are going to be turning it over to our ag people. Uh, Toro Ag folks, Paul McFadden, the Business Development Manager, and Ingi Bisconer, Technical Marketing and Sales Manager. Paul and Ingi, good evening. How are you? Doing great, Mike. Thank you. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, out here in Santa Fe, uh, remote, uh, quite cold, but very crisp and uh, very beautiful. And Ingi, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Um, I'm so sorry that our... Um our co-host, uh, Rob Starr, is under the weather today, but thank you for uh, kicking off our ag show tonight. 
uh, we appreciate you, that. Well, I'll turn it over to uh, the both of you for uh, an update and information about the California Irrigation Institute. So without further ado, Paul and Inge, it's all yeah. yours on the Water Zone. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, we're really excited about the topic tonight. It's about um, the California Irrigation Institute. Uh, the conference is um, kicking off this Sunday evening in Sacramento and um, uh, runs through Tuesday. It's in its 56th year, and we have with us tonight the current president of CII, who is David Miller, and the executive um, director of CII, who is Catherine Chandler. So welcome, Dave and Catherine. Well, thank you. So uh, without further ado, um, I'm going to ask Paul to introduce uh, Catherine, and then I'll introduce David, and uh, we'll fire into some questions so you can tell us more about this fantastic conference coming up. Thank you, Ingi. We've been uh, in the virtual green room here on uh, on our conference line uh, uh, learning all about the uh, Irrigation Institute, the California Irrigation Institute, and the program that you guys have lined up. It, it sounds really exciting. I think our listeners are going to be uh, uh, intrigued by our conversation tonight. So, Catherine, uh, let me first introduce you. You've been the Executive Director for the California Irrigation Institute the last four years. You've uh, previously worked for the California Farm Water Coalition and the Reclamation District. You and your husband, Tom, are almond farmers, some of uh, my favorite uh, nuts, in the San Joaquin Valley, along with citrus, tree fruit, and vines with her, uh, with your husband's family. So welcome to the Water Zone, uh, Catherine. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. And Paul and uh, folks, you, you know that I'm also on that uh, board, along with Dave, and I have to say that Catherine does a bang-up job for us as executive director, so uh, thank you, Catherine, for everything that you do to make this conference a success every year. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, but we all, we're a team effort. It's a fantastic <laughs> board of directors, very capable, accomplished people, so I consider myself very fortunate. <laughs> well, it's like any board or any group. Uh, it's like chasing cats at times to get everybody in the right spot. <laughs> so uh, now, now I'll introduce our esteemed president this year, um, uh, David Miller. He's a principal engineer at GEI Consultants and has over three decades of water resource engineering experience. During that time, he's worked throughout the U.S. as well as overseas. And the past 16 years of his career focusing on water resource issues in the western United States. His doctoral degree from North Carolina State University explored the water quality of controlled drainage projects in North Carolina, where he worked for the Ag Extension Service as a water quality specialist. And Dave has also served on the board of directors of the CII, the California Irrigation Institute, for the past 11 years, and recently completed his tenure as president. Um, uh, as well. I think that was like six years ago, Dave, that you were uh, president, and you were kind enough to be president again this year. So welcome to the show, Dave. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and how, how did you originally get involved with CII and California Water and Irrigation? Yeah, okay. I, uh, thanks very much, Inky. Um, and also let me let me thank Catherine very much and, and reinforcing his comment about what a, what a wonderful executive director he's been. Um, I followed a very indirect route to get to California. I'm from North Carolina and, you know, graduated 
uh, with an English degree and didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And so I punted and I joined the Peace Corps. And in the Peace Corps, if you're in West Africa, even if you're a, you know, a young guy with an English degree from North Carolina, they can put you in a program like a well construction program. So uh, that's what I did. And I, I really liked it, and I kind of thought, well, this water thing is kind of neat. So why don't I, like, study up on it and, and make a career out of it? And so when I came back to the U.S., I went back to school, and uh, then, uh, you know, the first job I had out of school was with an international consulting firm, so I worked a good bit overseas, which was fascinating, but I just didn't want to kind of spend a lifetime as an expatriate. So um, I moved to California and, and have been, uh, you know, it was this learning curve here was steep but, and, and, and never-ending, but, uh, but it was a great move. And so I've been, you know, working in California for the past number of years. And, and, uh, and one of the first things I did uh, when I came to California was start to, start to go to conferences of, of the irrigation. So I've been... Uh, as you said, a board member for 11 years, but I've, I've been participating in conferences and attending for, for uh, much longer than that. Yeah, that's how you learn stuff, and you connect with people. It's great for networking and just staying on top of issues. David, mm-hmm. you're, uh, you, you say you're, you're with the Institute uh, and president, current president of the Institute. You're also uh, kind of your other hat is with uh, GEI Consultants. Could you tell us a little yeah. bit about that organization and what the, what your role is there and what their mission is? Okay, yeah, GEI is a, is a consulting firm and it um, uh, has offices in um, uh, oh gosh, in Bakersfield, in Pasadena, um, in the uh, San Diego area, in Oakland, and in Sacramento. There's the California offices, but it's it's a national firm. And we uh, do water resources stuff. So I'm one of the the uh, ag engineers in the company, but there are other people that work on flood management projects. On uh, you know these days, there's quite a lot of spillway uh, uh, investigations going on, and uh, you know different different types of water resources projects in different parts. So uh, we we've uh, recently had a guest that uh, uh, talked about the Oroville spillway uh, uh, reconstruction. Or is your group involved with that by any chance? Very heavily. Uh, okay, that sounds like quite a quite a project that could take up a whole show in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, we might have to have you back to talk about that one. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, interesting. You may have seen it, but the time lapse videos of construction. Fascinating. Just, that are fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, if you would uh, please, uh, getting back to the institute, tell us a little bit of the, about the institute, how you got involved with it, and uh, a kind of its mission and its goal, uh, if you will. Yeah, you know, I think on the surface, the, the institute really does one thing, which is to put on the annual conference. And as Lindy said, we'll be putting on our 56. Annual conference next week, and and just the fact that we've been doing this that long tells you something about the, you know, kind of the stick-to-itiveness of the organization, and and some things that that I think make it 
our distinguishing features is that we have both ag and urban tracks and 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 joint sessions too. But but it, so in terms of looking at irrigation, we look at it with the Lucky Land slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details both from the, the agricultural standpoint and from the, the urban standpoint, and, and whenever we can, uh, both standpoints together. Um, we have a, you know, a large board, which, as Inge said, can, can require some cat herding, but it's a, you know, it's a very capable board. And, and the fact that you have people who uh, you know, have ideas and have initiative and then as volunteers, will put in the time that they put in to pull this thing off uh, year in and year out is is you know, pretty remarkable. And and the fact that I I would say that that no single board member and you know this year I'm speaking as president so which is a rotating position but um, you know really winds up I would say carrying an undue share of the burden the the you know, there are people you can really, or many people you can really count on on the board. Who um, is uh, your typical attendee, David, to the to the event, to the to the institute conference? We have, uh, you know, a number of managers from this different um, ag and urban districts. We have, as as we'll talk about later, uh, a sizable number of students that come. We have academics that come. We have, um, you know, growers. Uh, so it's it's a pretty wide range of folks, and, and we try very much to encourage that. I, I think one of the other distinguishing features, in my mind, of of CII, is that it's a really kind of relaxed, open group of people. And so whether you're a veteran of California water for many years or whether this is the first time you're sticking your toe into this, um, you know, you're, you're welcome and, and you'll probably come away with something, you know, worthwhile. And, and depending upon your level of engagement, it might be different, but, but you won't feel that, that it wasn't worthwhile. Yeah, I, I have to absolutely agree with that. Uh, our, our audience, uh, Connects with the speakers. I mean, we might have speakers from from the governor's office, um, and as well as students from the various universities, all you know, mixing at the mixer and talking and exchanging ideas and you know, advancing the water conversation, which is what we try to do here on the Water Zone. So, I I echo that remark, Dave. Um, and I have to say that one of the one of the uh, one of the most challenging and enjoyable. Uh, Board of Director meetings of the year is the one where we choose the theme for the following year's conference. And, you know, this year we all came up with drought to Duluth scaling solutions, which is intriguing in itself, just the title. So tell us a little bit how, how this theme evolved and, um, 
overview of who's going to be speaking in the uh, in the key ag, urban, and joint session panels. Yeah. Um, as as you're saying, what we typically do, or you know, I would say always do, is is in one of our early board meetings, uh, you know, say in April or something like that, we just kind of throw ideas against the wall and see what sticks. And this year, it things gelled quickly, and 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 just because of the experience we had had and were having, you know, in in say April of last year, with having turned on a dime from a long drought to record rainfall, uh, the drought to deluge uh, concept really, really was sort of self-evident. And then the scaling solutions part of it, I think, was because we recognized that that whether you're the director of DWR or a general manager of an ag-urban district or a grower or a suburban homeowner, you were having to figure out ways to kind of navigate through this. And, and so there were lots of different uh, approaches and how, you know, how might they fit together. And, and how would people who, have, who are going through this kind of learn things so that, that as these kinds of cycles continue, as they may, uh, they'll be able to, to navigate through them, uh, you know, with more confidence and, and more success. So who would you say are the, um, the highlighted speakers that uh, our listening audience or others might be most interested in uh, hearing? Yeah, um, you know, our keynoter is Randy Record, who's the chairman of uh, Metropolitan, and he's the past president of Aqua and has been, uh, you know, active in farming for, for over 30 years. So the fact that Randy has a... Uh, you know, a high-level metropolitan perspective and a, a much closer-to-the-ground farming perspective means that he, I'm thinking, has a very good feel for what scaling solutions really mean. Um, another person who will be on the opening panel is Marty Rouse, who's a uh, climate scientist at Scripps. And his research, you know, he'll be illustrating how uh, the hydrology in California varies more than it does in most of the country and how that variance variance just within California is is increasing. So he'll be uh, talking some about atmospheric uh, rivers and things like that 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 we've all been, you know, acquainted with and and are likely to be even more acquainted with in the future. Uh, Then uh, Dave Murillo, who's the director of reclamation from the Pacific region, will also be uh, on the opening panel. And Dick Diamond, who's um, he's been the general manager of North Kern Water Storage District for 10 years, but but before that, for 20 years, he was at Irvine Ranch. So he combines, you know, very strongly both an ag and an urban perspective. Yes, and we have uh, an exciting uh, luncheon speaker as well. Yeah, we have we have an outstanding uh, luncheon speaker, um, Sandra Purcell, and she is she's a person who. You know, I've heard of for many, many years, and and generally what we do is we'll have a, a you know, a well-recognized uh, luncheon speaker who's from, uh, you know, from California, and Sandra is from um, Santa Fe, I believe, and uh, she is is quite a highly 
regarded author on on water um, challenges uh, nationwide and, and worldwide. So this will be kind of the the first time we've had someone with the the national reputation that Sandra has uh, speaking on. Yes, I think somehow she's uh, affiliated with National Geographic as well. So uh, yeah, definitely a, a big draw. Yeah, and then uh, you know we have some some very good urban speakers um, in in different uh, sessions there, and we have uh, a joint panel on the second day, which fo- focuses on um, technology. And so we'll have some speakers in the first part who are from uh, different technology incubators, and then in the second session, a group of speakers from from uh, Kind of young companies that have recently been incubated by these uh, by these um, this, uh, accelerators and and are uh, you know spreading their wings and doing some really interesting things. Dave, uh, just for those uh, listeners who are less familiar, uh, could you maybe uh, uh, just from a very high level tell uh, tell us a little bit more about what an incubator does and what the how technology is going to play a role and efficiencies and things of that nature and how that they kind of fit together, please? Well, one of the reasons that we organize this panel this way is is that we're all really interested, myself included, in, in how these incubators work. Um, so so what you know what what I can tell you is uh, I'll know more next week, but um, that they receive funding from different sources, from uh, venture capitalists, from uh, banks, and and so they're capitalized to uh, identify firms that have ideas in the water sector that that could be developed into you know profitable, successful companies, and and so they'll screen applicants, select ones that they think. Um, you know, have have the potential to be successful, and then uh, really rapidly move them along to uh, to scale up the work that they can do, the the services that they offer, to the point that they are are at uh, you know kind of a, a level of sustainability that that they can go out and receive funding. Um, generate their own funding, sell products, um, and and come out from under the wing of the incubator. So it's really so, the kind of, and, I'm sorry, the great cutting edge technology that uh, some of these the best and the brightest minds are coming up with to help address some of these issues in the water space. That's right. So they're um, you know they're really, I mean I've reviewed some applications and they're really interesting ideas. And some of them, I think, is, you know, as businesses, I sort of struggle with how they would work. But as as interesting concepts, they're they're fascinating. Um, and and the companies, you know, some are California based, some are international, uh, from Europe, from Israel, from South Africa, uh, and and so it's it's quite a you know an interesting realm. Um, and and so we're expecting that the sex. Uh, session will be instructive to, to all of us, certainly myself included. That's exciting. 
I am very excited about that. Those the, the, the incubators, we have three, Imagine H2O, as well as the Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology uh, out of Salinas, and then the Water, Energy, and Technology Center, the WET Center out of Fresno, all bringing a diverse ag and urban uh, set of technologies to play. And if you look at their their portfolios of the different kinds of companies that they incubated, as Dave said, it's just fascinating. um, Boy, it's going to be an exciting world in 10 or 20 years (laughs) when all these uh, take off. Uh, And then the companies themselves will get to hear from them, uh, a handful of them, five of them. Um, Director uh, Steffi Becking is going to uh, moderate that. That's going to be exciting as well. You know, I think, uh, Mike, I think this might be a good time for our commercial break, and then we'll dive into um, visiting with Catherine about other details of the conference. Very well. Well, this has been uh, quite informative regarding the California Irrigation Institute, which I've attended the last several years. And for someone that wants to uh, find out the latest and key information about California water, I can't recommend this. Uh, I can't recommend anything more than I can recommend California Irrigation Institute. So I encourage folks to make it out to Sacramento and participate, listen. I still remember about four or five years ago the IBM uh, representative was just blazed in my mind the, the word data, how important data was going to be to the whole water complex that was in the state of California. And you know what? It's true. And then consensus was another major factor. So anyway, with that, I will uh, take it back. We'll uh, have a short break and we'll be back with more information about the California Irrigation Institute. Do you hear it? Springtime! And folks across the country are excited to get their yards ready so they can get outside and kick back again. And with Scott's and miracle Grow in your shed, it's easy. Whether you plan to grow spectacular plants and bountiful flowers or enjoy a thick, healthy lawn all season long, now's the time to get outside and fill... Oh, wait. Do you hear that? The sound of great things to come. It's time to fill your shed with Scott's and miracle Grow. Are you looking for a place to buy your landscape and gardening items? Come visit us at Site 1 Landscape Supply. We offer a large and quality selection of irrigation, landscape, and outdoor living products such as Toro's water-efficient precision nozzles. Site 1 Landscape Supply has over 30 locations right here in Southern California, and we are the largest national wholesale distributor of landscape supplies in the United States. Site 1's knowledgeable and friendly staff is equipped to help you with all your landscape, irrigation, and outdoor living projects. Whether you're redoing your backyard into a drought-tolerant garden or creating a water-efficient landscape for your client, Site1 has everything you need including the latest in water-saving technologies, drought-tolerant plants for your yard, irrigation supplies, fertilizer and weed control products, landscape accessories, hardscape products, outdoor lighting, and much, much more. Visit Site1.com to find a store near you or stop by today. Site One, we are stronger together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to the Ag Water Zone, hosted by Paul McFadden, Business Development Manager, and Ingi Bisconer, Technical Marketing and Sales Manager for the. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oro Ag Business Unit. And I will turn it back over to you two. Thanks, Mike. Our, uh, our next guest, uh, Catherine, uh, is the executive director for the Institute. Catherine, uh, could you tell us a little bit about you, yourself, and your background and how you ended up in the, in the water business, of all things? Well, my, uh, my story probably meanders a bit, too, but not quite as much as David's, but... Um... I grew up in a, um, or I went to high school in a farming community, and um, I went to college and got a degree in agricultural and water economics, um, thinking I'd probably go more into production agriculture in the um, marketing sense, but my, my dad suggested I broaden my perspective and think about it in a, how agriculture relates to natural resources, and so... Um, that led me to working with the California Farm Water Coalition, and then um, I had a great experience working directly with an irrigation district, um, Reclamation District 108 in the Sacramento Valley. But I married someone from the San Joaquin Valley, and my um, my husband came from a farming family, and that's always been his passion to be a farmer. So we came back to the San Joaquin va- um, Valley so that he could do what he always wanted to do, and that's farm. And I might add that, um, Catherine, where did you meet your husband? I was nervous this might come up, <laughs> but it happened to <laughs> it happened to be at the California Irrigation Institute conference. <laughs> so, well, CII um, is good for yeah. other things other than uh, water advancing the water conversation. It's also good for creating happy marriages and with children, right? Yes. So we have we have three children now. So we we are now a farming family. So yes. And um my husband still attends the CII conference. You know, he um initially was working in agribusiness um as a banker, um lending money to farmers and as an ag appraiser. But especially as a farmer, um you know, he gets so much information from the sessions that, you know, we take home and directly apply here on the farm. Um, where did you grow up, did you say, in the Sacramento Valley? No, I, I've bounced around, too. Um, but I, I went to high school, actually, in Washington State, in Walla Walla, Washington. Oh, sure. um, uh-huh. And then I went to college at Davis. So that's how I got back into California. Uh, go Davis. That's my alma mater, too. Yeah. Good place. Well, tell us a little more about um, the conference itself. Uh, Luncheon speaker we talked a little bit about in the keynote, but what about kind of what will people see in the exhibition hall? And uh, tell us a little about the awards program as well. Yeah. Well, we are a, um, you know, we're going on our 56th year in annual conference. And so we have a tradition uh, each year, the board, um, puts their heads together and honors what we call the Irrigation Person of the Year, someone that has, you know, 
pretty much dedicated their career to the water industry and, you know, contributed to um, to it in some fashion. Um, we have quite a diverse group of recipients, whether they're researchers or water managers, or um, we even honored um, Rita Sudman a couple years ago with the Water Education Foundation. And so um, each tradition that we don't announce who the recipient is ahead of time, but um, on Monday at the luncheon, we will honor our 56th Irrigation Person of the Year and their contributions to our water industry as we continue to move forward. And then um, after the sessions at 5 p.m. on Monday, we have a reception, and that just it's a relaxed time um, after sitting through presentations all day to intermingle with the other attendees at the conference. Um, and also to spend some time with our exhibitors. So we definitely have Toro exhibiting. We thank them very much for that. Um, so we have some manufacturers like Toro, um, and um, we have other product manufacturers. We have um, our universities. We have a couple of our universities, Center for Irrigation Technology and um, ICRC affiliated with Cal Poly. Um, who bring students each year and are also affiliated with um, some of these incubators um, that David was talking about. And so it's a, it's a real diverse group. So I was going to uh, ask you, this, uh, this is your fourth year doing it. Is it uh, any easier for you? I mean, you have, uh, I'm sure the first couple of years, this is a lot of work to put on this big project. <coughs> Is that any easier for you? It, in some ways, yes, it has. But one of the one of the great things I think about our board, um, you know, definitely I know what to anticipate in a lot of ways. But our board is always um, wanting to try something new, and I think that after fifty six years, it's it's what keeps the conference relevant and um, exciting. So we um, are going to have a poster session um, by our young students um, going to universities, and they're going to share some of their research and findings. Um, so it'll be a great opportunity just to kind of uh, mentor that next generation coming up and engage with them. And we also have a special documentary presentation um, uh, on Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m., um, sponsored by the Irrigation Association of the film Thirsty Land. So there's there's always these little nuances each year that are different, and um, so it's it's never quite routine, which is which is a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah. In past years, there have been tours, uh, optional tours for attendees, either on the Sunday before the conference or maybe the uh, after the conference. But I'm really excited about. Um, being the West Coast premier screening of this film, Thirsty Land, by Conrad Weaver. That'll be screening on Tuesday afternoon. So that is something different, and it's, it, it, it made everybody think about how can we get popcorn into the building, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a perfect way to end a conference, right, with a movie. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's going to be a big draw, and uh, I hope it's well attended and that people don't have to scoot away right away. Um, yeah, and I might add one thing, Ingi, is that the filmmaker, Conrad Weaver, will be joining us for that premiere as well. So um, 
uh, you know, there'll be an opportunity to directly engage with the filmmaker. That's great. That's so the, great. I wanted to ask you, Catherine, the, the cost of the, the, the event to attend the event is relatively uh, low. Uh, I think it's uh, a, a couple hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken, correct? It is. So um, it's $225, $225, and that's for both days. And you receive two lunches in that. You get to attend our reception. So um, it, thanks to our sponsors um, who allow us to keep, keep it affordable, um, that it, it is relatively low cost. That's excellent. And you mentioned a few of the sponsors. Uh, I'm sure if uh, yeah. uh, we're interested so, in the comprehensive yeah. list, go to the web page Right, right. And so CoBanks are our big sponsor, and we're grateful to them. And we have a couple of water districts. We have Metropolitan Water District, San Luis Canal Company, so both an ag and an urban, and um, Yosemite Farm Credit. So we really – and then we have, um, including Toro, we have quite a few um, smaller sponsors um, that contribute. And it really makes a difference, and we are grateful for their contributions. So one thing that I think really distinguishes this conference as well is the student scholarship program, which has really, really grown quite well over the last few years. And, you know, if you look out over a group of 250 or 300 people in the water industry, as we have in this conference, and you see maybe 30 or 40, you know, young faces that are either getting engineering degree or education degrees and who are really highly engaged with, with water, it's very exciting. And, you know, quite frankly, they, they will inherit the, the future. They will inherit our problems as well, and it's really great to get them engaged early. You mean we're not going to solve all of our problems? Uh, no, unfortunately, they might have to kind of clean up some of our messes. <laughs> but but I, I have total confidence if, if you you know, meet and talk with some of these folks and read their backgrounds. They are really sharp people. And um, so, Catherine or David, tell, tell us a little more about um, the, the student program. Where are the students from this year, and uh, why, why are we doing a poster session? What, what do we think that will uh, accomplish? Well, I'll, I'll start off. I think one of the things about having a board of this size and, and, and with the individuals of the, you know, capabilities uh, of, of many of our board members is that, that you'll have individuals that kind of create a ball, take it, and run with it, and then get other people to, to join in. And so this, this, you know, student engagement program is a, is a relatively new thing. And, and I, you know, in my view, the, the the single person who really got things running was Dean Curry, who was with um, Imperial Irrigation District. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people came to support what he was trying to accomplish. And it's, and it's grown into a, you know, kind of a, a standard or not kind of very much a standard thing that we offer where we um, solicit applications from students at a number of different universities, uh, review them, and then fund the number of scholarships that, that we think our budget for that year can really accommodate. And so it's, 
it varies some. This year, we we funded eight, and we just learned that one of the, the uh, people who who had been awarded um, a scholarship won't be able to stand because he has the flu or he has pneumonia. So, um, so he's he's made clear that he's going to be okay. But, but uh, things like that happen. But in any case, that that gives you an idea of the scale of the, the student scholarship program. But in addition, um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo uh, always brings a large number of students, some of whom are scholarship students, but, but most of whom are not. And this year, uh, you know, the, the idea was, was brought up of having a poster session for students, which is something uh, we have never done in the past. Uh, but but this year, and Catherine, you can help me with the numbers, it looks like we'll have now seven scholarship students, probably something like 25 students overall, and then something like 14 uh, posters. Is that, is that right? Poster presentations. Yes, yeah. So it, it's gotten to be a, a real central part of... Uh, of what we try to, to do at the conference. But again, it's a, it's a relatively new thing. Yeah, and you're right. Dean Curry gets um, uh, huge thanks and credit for plowing forward with this program and herding cats to get people to help them. And uh, it's been very successful. And I'd also like to acknowledge uh, Dr. Stu Stiles from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo for every year bringing a busload of students up to the conference. and um, you know, helping the engagement. You know, these are young people who will soon be in professional roles and to expose them to the issues and the players uh, sooner than later, I think is a huge boost for their careers as well as a huge boost for we citizens and, and industry people who need young blood to um, uh, replace us when we move forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's been a great program. And, um, David, thanks, thanks for your leadership this year to uh, keep it going. I'm just curious, David, do you, uh, do you have any idea in terms of the percentage or numbers of students that attend the conference who actually end up in, in our industry and, and engaged uh, with, uh, with the water discussion? Um, I don't know, but my sense is that it's a large percentage. Um. You know, most of these students come from Cal Poly, from the Irrigation Training Research Center there, from uh, both at, at San Luis Obispo and at Pomona, um, and then from UC Davis and from Fresno State. So they all, you know, really come from from strong ag or resource conservation programs. And and I think, you know, given given the kinds of degrees that they're pursuing. The the uh, coming to CII certainly certainly we believe helps and is interesting to us. But but I think they you know they um, are are pursuing the studies that they are because they're interested in this in this field. What uh, what types of uh, of projects or ideas are the students sharing in the uh in the poster competition, they put their ideas on uh, on uh, on paper and display them for other folks to see. What what kinds of things are you have you seen in the past? You said it's a relatively new uh, aspect of the conference. 
what do you what do you what have you seen and what do you hope to see? Well, the the student, uh, you know, like the scholarship program and the student involvement is is especially the scholarship program is relatively new. The poster session is something we have never done before, so it is brand new, and um, and so I frankly am not sure about what projects are going to be uh, presented in these posters. Uh, Inge, do you have any knowledge of, of things that may be presented, or, or Catherine? Um, yes. I briefly looked through uh, some of the abstracts that Dr. Stiles shared with us the other day, and, um, you know, it's anywhere from, from hydraulic, you know, they Mostly engineering. This is an engineering program. So it was uh, hydraulics of uh, drip irrigation systems to the hydraulics of the canal systems to variable frequency drive pumping units. I mean, the whole gamut. It was very broad and diverse. And I think one of them was on some education topics. So I'm really looking forward to the poster sessions and learning more about what these students So that that 
you know, people are feel welcome and, and wherever they are in the learning curve can learn a little bit more. Um, and then something I'm, I'm interested in is the, the interaction between the, the tech firms and the incubators and, and the attendees at the conference, because uh, just as, as we're kind of scratching our heads a little bit about you know, how the incubators really function and, and some of the, the goods and services that some of these new companies provide, I think for some of them, this will be, uh, you know, one of their deepest uh, engagements in in uh, a California water-centered kind of forum of this type. So I, I think that that both both the, the water folks and the tech folks will learn a lot. That's that's my hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you both for your leadership in uh, bringing this conference to fruition. We're all looking forward to it. And I would hope that maybe some in our listening audience might uh, come to the website, learn a little bit more, and maybe even um, plan to come on up Monday morning and join us. So we uh, look forward to uh, seeing you, Catherine and David, on Sunday and uh, to launch a successful conference on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yes, we'll see you next week. I'm sorry, David. Uh, I was going to say before we sign off, does uh, Mike Barron, our our guest uh, host or anchor, I should say, does he have any questions uh, he would like to add? You know, I've been listening, and I'm just such a advocate of the learning and the exchange of information that goes on at the uh, Irrigation Institute every year that um, I, I just, I'm a, I, I highly recommend that anyone who is interested in California water wants to talk to people that are interested in California water that have insight into how we might be able to deal with challenges that we currently face and that we will face in the future as this weather patterns, the weather patterns that we experience, we see, you know, diminishing of water content in the snow and maybe more rainfall than snow that we've had in the past. Um, and the research that's going on at UC Davis and other institutions, it always reinforces to me that there's some just high-quality people that are involved in trying to address our water challenges here in California. And I always leave that, that, that event um, more energized, more optimistic, uh, and better informed. So uh, I commend the folks that have been laboring to organize the event, to come up with these great themes. I always say, well, how do they come up with those themes? And, and uh, they're always pertinent, and they stimulate thinking even as we prepare to attend the, the, uh, the event. So uh, just, again, thank you on behalf of someone who benefits from being able to attend, listen to the, the speakers, and listen to the interaction amongst very well-informed and involved, engaged individuals. So congratulations for having done a great job in the past, and I know that it will be another um, very well-managed and informative uh, conference. Well, thank you.
you too, Mike, for your support. You uh, have always been an exhibitor and often have been a speaker. And uh, as, as Catherine said, kind of take the village of all of us together to get things going. So, you know, with our last few minutes, I'd like to ask Paul to talk a little bit about another organization, the California Ag Irrigation Association, which is a different organization. I'll let him tell you a little more about it. And their meeting coming up in conjunction with the Tulare Farm Show on um, on Valentine's Day, on February 14th. So, Paul, tell us a little bit about CAIA. Thanks, Inge. The, the California Ag Irrigation Association is is a little structured a little differently than the Institute. Uh, we're a uh, organization of uh, irrigation manufacturers of uh, 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 efficient irrigation uh, products and dealers who design and sell those products to farmers as well as academics and students. So it's more on the uh, commercial side, if you, if you will, rather than, than the educational or, or uh, along, more along the lines of the Institute. So we have uh, two meetings a year. Uh, one is uh, in conjunction with the World Ag Expo in uh, Tulare. Uh, every, uh, as Inky said, every Valentine's Day, uh, it's a three-day uh, Ordeal, uh, no show. <laughs> and uh, no, no. and uh, first day is uh, Tuesday. The uh, I believe it's the the tenth uh, uh, or the thirteenth, I guess. And uh, so we have our, our spring meeting. We have a very interesting speaker this year. Uh, the board has decided to uh, uh, bring in uh, someone affiliated with water, but uh, not uh, directly involved with the business. His, his name is uh, uh, Steve Ford. He's the son of the former president of the United States, Gerald Ford. And uh, he is uh, hes going to be talking about his time uh, in the White House uh, and uh, his uh, uh, kind of his journey, if you will, and, and some stories uh, from uh, not only his acting career, uh, but also his speaking uh, career around the country uh, as, as a motivational speaker. So we're, we're anxious to hear what he has to say. He's uh, actually engaged to be married. His wife is, uh, is an engineer in San Luis, San Luis Obispo in the, for the water district there. So he is tied to water, but uh, it, uh, not, not officially tied, not, uh, not yet until they get married, I guess you could say. <laughs> but... Uh, so it should be interesting. We're uh, we're excited to have them, and it's uh, always a big turnout for the uh, during the World Ag Expo. So the 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 CAIA uh, its mission is to advance the standards within the irrigation dealer business environment and education. What, right, what exactly. It? So there's there's a there's a number of components within the within the organization. Uh, certainly, advancing uh, the professionalism as an industry, both uh, both uh, using the Irrigation Bill of Rights uh, uh, as a kind of a, a guidepost, if you will, uh, in helping uh, uh, designers and engineers uh, do better jobs of designing efficient irrigation, but it also uh, helps uh, manufacturers uh, uh, want to build higher quality products that are more more efficient. We have a government uh, uh, group that does uh, uh, government affairs, and, and uh, we 
lobbyist in, that works with us in Sacramento to lobby on behalf of ag water issues, uh, as well as on the federal side through the Irrigation Association in Washington, D.C. We have a big uh, educational component similar to the uh, CII segment on innovation. Uh, our, our fall meeting, uh, we have a separate uh, day just dedicated to to new and innovative products where the actual companies come in and in a 15 or 20 minute Shark Tank kind of a presentation give us uh, what they're working on and how they're working on it. And uh, then we have a student section where we uh, have uh, reached out to the community colleges within the state of California and helping them develop curriculum to teach uh, students uh, about irrigation and the careers that are involved in, in water and, and irrigation. As, uh, as our guests tonight have said the, during the Institute, one of their big uh, issues is finding, as in most industries in the state of California, finding uh, bright young uh, people who want to get involved uh, with the water discussion and make, uh, make it a career, uh, whether it's a meeting at a irrigation institute, your future spouse, or... Uh, <laughs> Whatever it might be, we're, uh, we're, we look at all options, uh, as does the CII, in, in developing uh, uh, some of these uh, bright young folks to, to jump into the industry and, and, and uh, start to swimming, if you will, in the water business. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you for that update on that very important meeting as well and for your leadership, your past president, and, uh, several times for several years. Uh, <laughs> in spite of what the bylaws say, <laughs> and also a very active board member. Um, so with that, Mike, I think we'll hand it back to you, and uh, we'll wish uh, Catherine and David safe travels to you in Sacramento, and we thank our listening audience for once again learning with us on how to advance the water conversation here in California on the Water Zone. Back to you, Mike. Well, very well put, Ingi, and thank you to Toro's Ag business unit, Ag Irrigation Business Unit, for hosting and finding guests for the Ag version of the Water Zone. Really appreciate uh, the contribution you two uh, make to this whole effort, and we are looking forward to uh, getting Rob back up and well. 